This is Taking Action Today with Michael Alder, episode 38. We've discovered the best passive income model. What's up, everybody? It's no secret I'm a friend of Nick Loper's Inside Hustle Nation, and I was going through the podcast that he had out from a few months back, and I had listened to an interview with Mark Podolsky of the best passive income model. And after hearing that interview, I know I have to learn more because it does sound like the best passive income model there is. So let's get right into this. Mark, welcome to the show. Michael, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, we appreciate your time. Thank you. Now, you may not know this, but I'm a friend, we have a mutual friend in Nick Loper, and I was listening to Side Hustle Nation a couple weeks back, and uh, I heard about the best passive income model ever, and I've been hooked ever since I listened to that episode. I know I was a little bit late to hearing it, but uh, I was blown away by what you have going on. So would you mind taking us back and telling us how you discovered the best passive income model? Yeah, so, you know, it's funny. Back in 2000, I was working as an investment banker in mergers and acquisitions. And we're looking at companies all day long, analyzing companies all day long. And by the way, I hate my job, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I hate it. I, I wouldn't get, like, the Sunday blues anticipating Monday. I'd get the Friday blues anticipating the weekend going by really fast and then going back to work on Monday. It was that so, painful. Yeah, it was painful. So we hired this guy at my firm, and he's telling me that he's buying raw land at these tax deed auctions and flipping them online at 300% return on investment. So, Michael, I'm looking at companies all day long. I mean, a great company has 15% EBIT margins, free cash flow. A great company. Mm -hmm. Your average company is at 10%, and I'm looking at companies that have below average you know, thousands of them. So, of course, I'm from Missouri. I'm from St. Louis. We're the show-me state. I don't believe him. So he's like, okay, come to an auction with me. So I go to an auction. I've got like $3,000 saved for car repairs. And, you know, I spend all of it. about like 10 parcels and average price $300 a parcel. I mean, there's no one in this room bidding. So sure enough, I put them up online and just like you said, I made, you know, 300%. I sold them on average for 1200 bucks a parcel. So I took that money and went to another auction in Arizona. And this time, I mean, I'm buying properties for like 5 bucks, 10 bucks, wow. you know, 20 bucks, 50 bucks. I spent all that money that I made on the last uh, auction. And over the last six, next six months, I sold off all that property and I made over $90,000. So I say to my wife, I'm like, I'm like, honey, I think I'm onto something here. I'm ready to quit my job. She's like, absolutely not. So, so for the next 18 months, I worked part-time in land and full-time at my physical job. So I, you know, so I worked, you know, part-time land, full-time, my terrible job. And once the land income exceeded my full-time investment banking job, I quit. So I quit 18 months later and I've been, buying and selling raw land full-time ever since, and I love it. Now, the reason I call it the best passive income model is, you know, basically, I'm, I'm going to walk you through it, right? So I buy a piece of property. Let's say, you know, I buy a piece of property for $10,000, right? Mm -hmm. And then I flip it online at a 300% return on investment, but my favorite way to sell it is owner financing. So it's a one-time payment, and then I get recurring income, and I don't have to deal with any renters, no rehabs, 
no rodents. I don't have to deal with Dodd-Frank because I'm not dealing with a tenant. And I'm exempt from RESPO and the SAFE Act. So there's no you know, real estate legislation I have to deal with because I'm not dealing with tenants. Basically, it's a very, it's a huge market in a non-competitive niche because nobody goes on HGTV and watches Flip This Land, right? Right. Everybody's Muslim. So that's why I call it the best passive income model because we're not dealing with anything physical. We're just shuffling paper. We're making money. And our margins are, you know, over a thousand percent on owner financing. You know, and that's what caught my attention about all this. And uh, I invest real aggressively in D-class neighborhoods. And I go into D-class neighborhoods because I get huge returns. But you just covered all the huge headaches that uh, I get when I invest in those neighborhoods as well. So I'm listening to you. I'm like, I got to see what this is all about here. Um, But let's back up just a little bit. You took your last $3,000, bought those parcels of uh, land there, and then went ahead and flipped them for a 1,000% return. And... uh, so what, were these tax deed auctions that you're doing after this? Or? Yeah, so when I first started with tax deed auctions, and then as, as things got more competitive and the market heated up, let's say 2004, 2005, 2006, Michael, we couldn't, we couldn't buy anymore at those auctions. There were just too many people in the room and were paying retail. So being kind of clever, I thought, well, why don't I try to get these properties before they go to tax deed auctions? So I would hit the counties that I was going tax deed auctions to, and I would get the county list from either the assessor or the treasurer, and I would sort that list and get rid of all the, the houses and all the commercial property and all the, all the you know, industrial property, and I would send directly to the owners that owed back taxes and lived out of state low-ball offer, or actually, I should call it a top-dollar offer, but simply 20 to 30 cents of a dollar, Okay. right? And the percentage of those people knew they were going to lose their property anyway, so they'd accept my offer, and that way I could avoid all the competition at the tax deed auction. Now, the auctions got really good again in 2008 to 2012 because nobody had any cash because of the, of the you know, huge real estate bust and an economic bust that everybody was going through at that time. So then it got reversed. And you could go back into these auctions, nobody had any cash, and you could buy up properties, pennies on the dollar again. So it goes in cycles when you, you can go to the auction or you can go direct to the owner. And I'm sure you see the same thing in your business as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, what's interesting about this, well, before we even get into that, how many deals are you averaging a month right now? So we do a deal a day. A deal a day. A deal a day. Um, I've done over 5,000 transactions since I started, and that averages out to about a deal a day. That's nuts. And you do structure them. You want the notes on these primarily, right, just to keep that passive income coming in? Yeah. Now I'm at the point where my passive income exceeds my fixed expenses, so it's all fun, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I just I sold a piece of property. I paid $1,000 for it. Um, I had a note for 8000 the guy made payments for about three years, and then today just, you know, sent a, a check for four grand and paid off his note. So sometimes those th- that happens, but that's great because now I've got more cash to buy more property. Right, you're just keeping it flowing at this point. Right, right. And then in my mind, it's all processes and systems. So 90% of what I do is outsourced, and I'm just looking at property reports on Friday. How many deals did we buy? 
how many offers did we make, and how many deals did we sell, um, cash and terms. I was just going to get into that with you, too. I know you're big into outsourcing. I've been following your show. Let's, uh, let's get into investing strategies here. Um, let's start with locating deals. What's, uh, how do you set it up? How are you finding deals? Right. So basically, we want to go to the county treasurer or assessor. We want to get the list of people that are currently in default or owe back taxes, right? And then we're going to sort that list by vacant land use code right? Get rid of all the properties that we don't want. And then we're going to send those people, you know, quote unquote, top dollar offers, 20 to 30 cents in the dollar. And a percentage of those people are going to respond and accept our offers. Then we'll go through the due diligence, make sure that there's legal access. There's nothing, you know, going on on that property that shouldn't be going on. And so the way that we do our due diligence is we crowdsource it. So there's a a company out there called wegolook.com, and they'll actually send people to our property. They'll take pictures, shoot video, and they'll fill out my due diligence checklist and do all the work for me. I mean, Michael, I haven't looked at a property in years. And with Google Earth and GIS mapping and technology now, 90% of that due diligence can even be done online, and the last 10% is crowdsourced to somebody physical uh, to actually go and stop on that property. Because, look, I want to make sure no one's dumping on the property. I want to know what the neighbors are like. I want to know if we're in the path of growth. What's compelling about that property? And the only way I'm going to know that is boots on the ground. Yeah, that's what makes this more and more enticing of a business here. You really don't need to be involved with it, checking in on things. Everything can be outsourced. On that company you mentioned, what type of fees do they charge to check on your properties for you? It's 79 bucks, and we've even gotten that fee down because... We'll do a, a local Craigslist gig, and we'll ask somebody locally for 50, you know for fifty bucks go out and you know fill out this checklist, shoot video, and take pictures. And the way that we check on those people is we use an app called What3Words.com, and we have them download that app. So I know that they're on the same GPS coordinates as my property, and they're not trying to uh, you know they found the property and they're not kind of pull a fast one on it. Taking a picture of their backyard and sending it to them. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> no. You know, send me the coordinates, you know, from these three words. So, hey, technology's great. great. This is, You have this all, this is beautiful. So when you're uh, marketing to these motivated sellers, are you doing uh, direct mail yellow letters? Are you using postcards to get their attention? You know, we'll split test postcards and letters, but what I find most effective is just a very simple offer agreement. This is what we're so you know, Mike. I don't want to be in the appraisal business. Mm-hmm. I don't say I'm interested in your property. I mean, we give them an actual dollar amount. They sign the agreement, send it back, and then we start doing our due diligence. And it's really streamlined. So we spend very little time on the phone. Um, we don't do yellow letters because, again, it's a non-competitive niche in a huge market. We don't need to do yellow letters. Um, I do like to handwrite the envelopes though; they get open more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's really the process for our direct marketing. Man, this is interesting here. Okay, so your letters go out, and you're actually sending a offer in the letter. You're locking up the deal. Are you doing? Um, are you buying on financing terms? Are you just paying cash for these and using a title company? Let's get into that a little bit. So you know, for properties, let's say five thousand dollars or less, mm-hmm. we'll we'll actually do our own due diligence. So we'll have somebody on you know, let's say Fiverr, um, who's an abstractor actually do our, our title search 
to make sure make sure things are free and clear. Um, we can actually use software now. Um, there's there's programs out there uh, that will actually show us the chain of title as well. Um, or you know we'll just hire someone to do it manually. So either way, we're going to do our title search um, for those properties five thousand dollars or less. Now if it's over five thousand dollars, then then we'll get to it using a title company. There you go. Nice. Now, let's, here's where I would think the big hiccup would be in this business. Let's talk about marketing your deals. How are you finding buyers for these to create this beautiful business? Right. I mean, you know, there is a huge lust for raw land in this country that most people don't realize. And the big secret to selling these properties, we sell properties in 30 days or less after we own them. And the big, and the, the big secret is we make it irresistible, right? Mm-hmm. And if we keep it at a car payment, it's affordable for everyone, and we list it on, on platforms where we know land buyers are hanging out. So we'll go to landandfarm.com, landflip.com, landwatch.com, landsofamerica.com, landhub.com, Craigslist, eBay, Facebook groups. Don't you think that alternative investing groups like people that like to buy gold and silver, people that um, like the RV, for example, would like to buy raw land, that affordable raw land. But if you live in New York or L.A. and you see five acres for $10,000, you're like, holy cow, that is super cheap. Now, I, may have, I might have only spent you know, $1,000 on it, but in their mind, it's, it's a great value, and, and in reality, it is a great value. Um, because then they can go and use it, enjoy it. But because of time value of money, 10 years from now, that property will be worth what they're buying it for. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And you don't have all the headaches attached to it in that timeline to gain that, you know, the appreciation point. So, you know, we didn't talk about this, but we have no cost of foreclosure because we use land contracts. So the property stays in my name until they pay off the note. So I don't even need to do credit checks. Right? Because if they default, great, I keep their down payment, I keep all the payments they made to me, and I resell it to the next buyer, get another down payment, another person on a note. And my ROI just went up tremendously. Right, right. Yeah, that's great, too, because that makes, a, like you said, you make the deal irresistible. With no credit checks, no hoops to jump through, uh, you're making it so much easier on the buyers to come to the table then. Right. right. No, that's awesome. Okay. Now, here's a part of the show where I want to get into a little Q&A, and this is where I go to my friends and listeners and followers of the show and ask them what they want to ask Mark. So you ready for a little Q&A here? Bring it. All right. My buddy John Solange has the most blunt uh, question out there. I told him about you. He says, where do I buy land, Mark? Okay, so you want to go to places where there's lots of inexpensive land, right? So I focus on the Southwest and Florida, right? Because, Michael, nobody wakes up and thinks to themselves, boy, I'd really like some land in Iowa, unless you live in that part of Iowa. Right. So we want the largest buyer base possible, and people want California, they want Texas, they want Nevada, they want Arizona, they want Oregon, they want Washington, right? They want Florida. Um, and these are huge, huge areas where there's tons of parcels and raw land available. You, me... A thousand, tens of thousands of other players in this niche, we've run out of money before we run out of deals. And, and the exciting thing about this is 
There's no hedge funds. There's no private equity groups. There's no real big money players in this niche because they can't get their arms around it. You know, it's raw land. No, that's great. It opens it up to anybody that wants to get in this game. And I think it's low enough risk. If you really want to get into real estate and, uh, you know, your model does work, this is a great place to start, I think. No, it, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, it's, it's crazy. I just got an email today from a client of mine, and he bought a piece of property with a septic system on it for $8,000. And a week later, he flipped it for $16,000. Cash deal? Yeah. When, yeah. Beautiful. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. I, I did a deal last week. I paid $6,000 for 160 acres in Nevada. Wow. And later for 55000 Yeah, that's crazy. You certainly sparked my interest, and I'm sure all the listeners out here are really thinking about this one now. Um, this question comes in from Mike Miller. He's out of Florida, actually. He says, I love the land mo- model, but every time I get one under contract, I find out quickly I've bought way too high. Tricky to figure out value. Do you have any tips from Mike there? Yeah, value is really tough. So the way that we do our research is we go to the Oracle first, right? We go to Google, and we try to look at some comparison, uh, some comps there. We want to see what other people are selling their property for. And if we can't get a sense of value, then we'll just lock it up on a 95-day option. So I'll go to the seller and say, look, I have no idea if I'm too high too low on this property. I just can't get my hands around the market. And I'll explain to them, you know, we got a we got a sale here at ten thousand, a sale here at two thousand, a sale here at four thousand. It's all over the board. And, you know, give me ninety five days, test the market and see if I can make money on the property, I'll close. And if I can't, then we're gonna have to readjust the value. No, that's perfect there. Mark, did you think you were going to give us a uh, seminar strategy on this here? I mean, you are giving us you know, strategy after strategy to succeed in this business. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's the, the great thing about this model is anybody can do it. You don't have to have a real estate background. Um, you know, a lot of my people that come to me are engineers, doctors, lawyers, because, you know, they're, they have so much amount of dependency. If they're not working... They're not making any money. And so here's a way, working one or two hours a day, you can use a system, you can use a process, and over time, start building up your monthly passive income, you know, five, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 a month, have this huge land portfolio that requires literally very little of your time because you're not dealing with any tenants, not dealing with any toilets, not dealing with any termites. So it's, it's really migraine-free real estate investing the rest of us. Now, I'm glad you mentioned the uh, the streams of passive income there because you and I both know the average person really only needs about $5,000 per month in passive income to be financially free, and then it could grow from there. What do you think it takes to build up those streams of income using your strategy? You have to make 20 offers a day. If you if you'll spend an hour a day, you make 20 offers a day. Anybody can make 20 offers a day, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's 100 offers a week. That's 400 offers a month, right? That's if we're looking at, I don't know, let's say conservatively a 1% um, deal ratio, right? You're, you're, out of those offers, 1% are, are going to be deals. That's four deals a month. If we take a car payment of four deals, right? Yep. And it's 149 a month. Let's just be really conservative. So you get four deals a month doing this part-time times 149, 
right? That's five ninety six a month times twelve. That's seven thousand one hundred fifty two dollars. Just working an hour a day. There it is. So you could replace your income within twelve months. You know, if you're doing aggressively uh, or one hour a day, making these offers and locking up these deals. Bare minimum. That's just you know. No, that's awesome. At, yeah. Well, here, let's get into some action steps here. I love to, you know, before I let you go, can you share some action steps for the newbies that they could get into this and uh, start first thing in the morning, start taking action today? Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing you have to do is you've got to get educated. There's lots of pitfalls in land investing. There's lots of pitfalls in all types of investing. So, you know, certainly get some education. Um, start going online. I mean, it's going to sound self-serving, but, you know, I do have – a um, you know an educational platform that really teaches you step by step how to do this, and um, you know go there. I've got 90 podcasts similar to this one where we just talk about strictly land investing in our membership group. And the great thing about it is it's all free if you're a you know do it yourselfer. If you're not a do it yourselfer, then find somebody that's already done it and start learning from them. It doesn't have to be me. It can be anybody. Just take massive action on this. Now, here's the thing. I have, I actually own raw land in Florida. And since I came across uh, your interview there, I was like, you know what? I'm going to put Mark to the test here, his strategies here. So I'm actually doing direct mailers this week, and you will get a hell of a testimonial from me uh, as soon as that property sells just because you put the idea fresh in my head. I bought it as an appreciation play personally, when the market crashed down there. So I just bought it and parked it. I didn't care about it. But then I started thinking, I was like, you know what? That could be thrown off passive income there, so I might as well put it to work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you want me to look at it and, and help you price it, I will. Right on. I appreciate talk, it. People saw that in 30 days. Michael, something's wrong. Excellent. I love it. Now I'll just dive in for more. So I really appreciate your time on this. Mark, where is the best place for us to connect with you? Yeah, the best place to go is thelandgeek.com. You can sign up there, get into our membership site for free, start downloading all the Land Geek podcasts that your heart desires. Um, we have the Passive Income Blueprint that explains in a lot more detail uh, this business model and really start educating yourself. So I'd say the best place to go is um, and start educating yourself. And just like you said, you know, the, the key to this model, any real estate model, is take massive action, imperfect action, right? It doesn't have to be perfect, but start doing it. No, that's awesome, Mark. I truly appreciate your time on this. I personally am taking action on it. Um, every All the listeners out there, go over there, check out Mark's podcast. He truly does have the best passive income model. And like I said, once I flip that first property, I'll be putting out a heck of a testimonial for you too on it. All right. I'm looking forward to it. Excellent. Awesome, Mark. Thank you so much for your time. Michael, thank you. I appreciate it. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening in today. For more tips on real estate investing and creating streams of passive income, stop by michaelalder.com or connect with me on Twitter at michaelalder34, or you can find me on Facebook. All right, everybody. Thanks, and let's take action today.